You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Well, whistle me Dixie. Hey everybody, welcome to the LaPorte and Porter Important Report. I'm Aaron Porter. I'm Kevin LaPorte. And this is everything we consider to be important. And you should too. What? 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 <laughs> We're recording this on 316, so it's officially Stone Cold Steve Austin Day. What? 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 That it is. I threatened on Twitter to give you a stunner, <laughs> but then I realized I can't jump that high, so probably not going to happen. I guess it'll have to be me. You're going to give him a stunner? I'm all for this. Let's make this happen. The voice you're hearing, if you're listening to the audio version, or if you're watching and you're seeing it right there, the lovely, amazing Amanda Rachels. Yay, I feel so important. Thanks well, you... for the ride over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to leave that joke alone. <clears throat> uh, now, you're also from Inverse Press. I am. Fantastic. Uh, and I know... Now, you're not really a part of this particular project, but you guys have a Kickstarter that's coming out this Sunday. This Sunday, 6 p.m. Central Time. Uh, the Absentee, a book I do with uh, artists Rando Dixon and colors Kate Frizzell. So we're launching 6 p.m. sharp, uh, having a little launch party at 99 Issues here in the Mobile area if anybody's Woo-hoo. available to come. and Here's this ahead of time. Yeah. So uh, check it out. Come and party with us. Yeah. Should be a good time. Um, well, let's go. Uh, let's get started with our important headlines. Okay, Kevin, what you got? Uh, pretty obvious, but it is important. Uh, we'll talk about Daredevil, Netflix tomorrow night. Did you watch the first season? I'm halfway through it. I still haven't finished it. Okay. Well, you missed the best episode. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I, I saw where a guy got killed via having his face shoved on something sharp. Uh, and and that was as far as we that's got. pretty much every episode. Oh, right? cool! Right on! <laughs> Yay! And now uh, they're bringing in uh, John Bernthal, Shane from yep. The Walking Dead as the Punisher. Yes. Uh, is going to show up. Nice. Um, they're bringing back. Are um, they bringing Electro from uh, from the Spider-Man universe? I, I hope not. I hope it's not Jamie Fox. <laughs> so that was terrible. Uh, but they're bringing in um, Scott Glenn back as Stick, okay. playing a larger role, more more episodes, I think, and ninjas, lots and lots of ninjas. Because if there's one thing Hell's Kitchen has, it's too many goddamn ninjas. <laughs> they're just they're just sick with ninjas. It's based on the uh, images I saw of uh, the Punisher with a Gatling gun, not for long. Shit. <laughs> nice. Yeah, oh, not I care for about long. The Punisher. <sighs> Come on. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I want to get caught up. I'm wa- I'm waiting on Erin because we were watching it and she's like, I really like this show. And I was like, great, awesome, let's watch it. And then like she has to be in a specific mood to watch shows like that, so it makes it to where <laughs> I will watch pretty much whatever, whenever. I just you know, okay, let's watch this. Uh, let, you know, I don't care. But she was just like, I I've, I've got to be in the mood to watch something that violent and that dramatic and and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, and it just went. <laughs> Tonight? Can you can we watch it tonight? No, I'm not in the mood. Okay. Tonight? No, no. Uh, okay. That's the only downside to having everything available to you at any given moment. Exactly. Is syncing up with somebody because I have to wait on you a lot <laughs> nice. to watch things. And I try to be kind and courteous and not get ahead of you. But then I'll come home and like you'll be you know, saying, oh, I watched the whole season of such and such. Do you live at my house? 
Maybe. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> clarify that part. Yes. I sleep in your bed. Uh-huh. Hey now. <laughs> hey now. So do I. <laughs> not when you're not there. I mean, I just, I just, I just, like, I, just I just go to your house and just you know. Take I'm a like, nap. Yeah, exactly. It's a comfy bed. I can't blame you. It is a comfy bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, Got to put a padlock on that secret door. Huh? <laughs> wink. Um, my important headline for this week is PlayStation VR has been announced. Uh, I was, you know, I, I can't talk about it on the uh, the Occasional Gamers podcast, which is also right here on the Polyhedral Productions uh, channel. Huh? Yeah. Uh, so uh, PlayStation VR. When it was coming out, I was expecting it to be, you know, more than $500 and all that. It's $400. Uh, you do have to have the PlayStation Move camera, uh, which adds another 60 if you don't have it. So that's, you know, it's getting close to 500 there. But it's still the cheapest VR uh, headset on the market. Uh, obviously, you have to have a PlayStation 4 to be able to, to use it. But I was really impressed, and they're going to have a shit ton of games. Uh, coming out, and it's coming out this year in October. Is that the one they were previewing the Star Wars game for? Yes. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was associated with that or not. Yes, and mm. I I went from going, you know what, I'll wait. I really want an HTC Vive over the PlayStation VR, you know, whatever. And I still want an HTC Vive over uh, over PlayStation VR, but um, that I, I went from going meh to okay, I'm interested. Like you've got my attention. The, the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Uh, just like I just wanted to drop that on PlayStation repeatedly and go, all right. The one where he's walking like a dandy or the one where he's tipping his wine the, glass to you? The, 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 one, the one where it's the, uh, uh, you know, you had my or you had my attention and, or you had my curiosity and now you have my attention or vice versa. Uh, not the one where he's king of the world? No. See, there's no. a lot of Leo memes. There are a lot the, of The Leo one memes. where he's king of the plantation? <laughs> White uh, cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I, i'm very interested in that i think uh i the price you know the price is right we'll, we'll see what happens but um holy crap hey aaron's home <laughs> hi pardon pardon the crashing uh but yeah playstation vr i think it's gonna be uh i think it's gonna be a pretty big seller it's gonna Big seller in terms of VR because it's gonna you know you need people to to buy in early and with that price tag being low and PlayStation outselling Xbox nearly two to one there's a market there so we'll see. Do you think this is the time that VR really happens? It has to. It's it's now or never. I mean, the, this was lauded back when I was an undergrad and God knows that was twenty three years ago. <laughs> yeah, but that was the that that, that that was the virtual boy was all red. Yeah, it was virtual boy. And it yeah. burned your redness. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I I think I think what we the problem we had was the technology hadn't caught up with what we needed at the time. Um you know, we have things now. I mean, I'm holding a supercomputer. You know, it's like that's insane. Um if you take this back 15 years yeah. this iphone back 15 years people are looking at you like you're a goddamn wizard um so <laughs> you know i i think i think technology's finally got to the point to where this becomes a a a marketable and a consumer product where before it was very high-end very specialized or very very red and burned your retinas <laughs> 
Well, it's, it's nice to know that now we have this technology that people can be become totally immersed in, addicted to, neglect their own health and that of their children. So, VR porn. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> this podcast will end when that product is released. I can promise you because Aaron will disappear. Yep. <laughs> to VR porn. And then once the HoloLens becomes, uh, becomes a thing and it's augmented reality, yeah. then it's AR porn. Yeah, just Claudio Sanchez, watch out. I'm just saying. Wink. You you too, Nathan Fillion. Coming for you. Literally. Yeah. Uh, Amanda, do you have an important headline for us? The most important one for me this week was uh, Ian McShane spoiling all sorts of shit on Game of Thrones. God damn it. <laughs> I... I have avoided everything Game of Thrones. I'm I started watching vinyl on HBO just to give it a shot, and at the beginning there's a uh, there was like a the, one of the trailers, and I nope. I like fast forwarded through it, and I was like, <laughs> please God, go away! I don't want to know. So what all did he spoil? Because I've been like I said, I've been avo avoiding things. He he spoiler alert! He spoiled his single story arc. He was like, I guess they kill me off at the end. What the I fuck? I did one episode. I bring somebody back to life. And then he was like uh, dismissive of, of fans. Yeah, it's all just tits it's and all dragons. tits and dragons. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. It is tits and dragons. There are a lot okay. of tits and a lot of dragons. And he's, he's such a curmudgeon, but I mean, you know, Deadwood. That's, that's all I got to say. I, I know you haven't watched much of it, but he gets a pass. Well, I'm just saying we're gonna make an RPG called Tits and Dragons. And Fuck yeah, we are coming to I, Kickstarter soon. I looked; the website was already taken. <laughs> I thought it was taken seconds of him saying that. Titsanddragons.com, sure. but not DragonTits.com. That <laughs> oh, that'll be the 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 AR porn you no, don't oh, want to get into. Oh, no, no, <laughs> awful. All right. So those are our important headlines. Let's get into the important topics. And I want to start with my topic because it's kind of a headline. Um, so it, it's kind of a really rough segue. But have you heard? They're going to make another Indiana Jones movie with Harrison Ford. And it's coming out in 2019. Which is three years from now. Yes. My math is correct. What the fuck? Is he going to play the dad in this one? No, that happened last time. Oh, yeah. And we saw true. how that turned out. Uh, yeah. Shia LaBeouf, uh, you know, stole his way into that role. Jesus. <laughs> I just, listen, I like Harrison Ford. I thought he was very good in the new Star Wars. Uh, but I just, there's a difference between Star Wars and Indiana Jones. The fan bases for, for them are, the, the one for Star Wars is much, much larger. I like Indiana Jones. They need to let it die so they can reboot it. I'm not sure the, the fan base for Star Wars is um, larger. I think the, star, the fan base for Indy is actually broader, if you understand what I'm saying. I get what you're it, saying. It, it affects more people. It skips that sci-fi thing that turns some people off. Although sure. Less and less, I think, as the Star Wars generation gets older. There were aliens in the last one, though. Um, I saw it. I don't remember anything about it, to be honest Spaceship with you. Spaceship took off. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I've read the entire fucking story because I was like, everybody said it was awful. And I was like, I don't want to waste my time with this, so let me read the plot. And I read through the plot. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm good. I, I, I can back out of this one. Well, I mean, full disclosure, not an Indiana Jones fan. 
There you go. I saw those movies when I was a kid. They were fun. Yeah. But I didn't become a fan. I didn't have to watch them whenever they were on. If Empire Strikes Back is on, I'm there. Oh, I'm going to watch what it to the end. Yeah, that's yeah. it's going to happen. But if Temple of Doom is on, maybe. I'm going to, you know, if I got nothing better to do, I'm going to watch it. It's just me. So right. uh, I, I don't really care if they make another one. I'd rather Harrison Ford do something more important, like an original genre property. Right. Do something new. I mean, he. Right. They're remaking Blade Runner. He was just Han Solo. Yeah. Um, and we won't spoil that for the umpteenth time on here, but if you haven't seen it yet, he's dead. Yeah, he fucking dies. I'm sorry. If you haven't seen it by now, that's on you. Really? It's been it three months. It's Tits and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be our new spoiler. Tits and Dragons. <laughs> that's it. No more spoiler alerts. Yeah. We, if we say Tits and Dragons, you know we're about to start talking spoilers. That's right. So... Yeah, but regarding his age, yeah, I think Harrison Ford can probably do what they want him to do. He did fine in Star Wars. I mean, he actually stole the show in Star Wars to Agreed. me, and that was amidst a number of really strong performances. But do we need another Indiana Jones? No. Here, let me answer that before you finish the fucking question. No. What do you think? I like I like the first group of them. The last one did nothing for me, so yeah, I'd I'd rather do without this one. I just, I, I look at it and I go, okay, what story can you tell? And unless he's, you know, which they already did the dad thing in the last one, that didn't work. So is he going to be like, you know, I'm getting too old for this shit just constantly. And, uh, and there's like a team that's under him that's, you know, like like the fucking like <laughs> Captain Planet people like running around with him. It's just going to be him teaching a class. <laughs> This time I'm really getting too old. For this. Yeah, it's just there's there's no story right now that if you said here's the story we want to tell with Indiana Jones that I go okay I, I go see that. There's I can't I spent the entire day after they announced it trying to come up with a story because I was going to come in here and go what if they did this and I couldn't come up with one. The only thing I came up with that I said okay I would watch this is if they build him in to the reboot. So it's him at the end of his life because let's not mince words. Harrison Ford's going to fucking die before this movie comes out. Um, I, I don't know. He survived plane crashes recently, I, I, getting crushed by the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> These things really happened. He, I know. he actually survived a plane crash in I front know. of a crowd of people like, hey, Watch this on Harrison fucking Ford. I'm going to crash this plane in front of a crowd and walk away. I Listen, you know, I know. He's like tipping his hat as he walks away to the hospital to get treatment. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I'm not so much worried about him as I am Spielberg. When was the last time Spielberg oh, put out a decent movie? That's Let's also be true. It's also true. But so here, here's my idea. The beginning of the movie starts with him being old Indiana Jones teaching a class. And, you know, it's just he's lamenting the days have passed him by. And then we do the fade back. The little back to a time when he was young. And we get to see the guy who plays Star-Lord be Indiana Jones because he's the perfect fucking fit for that. And we start the new franchise with him. He did that in Jurassic World and it sucked. It's going to be great. He played Indiana Jones in Jurassic World. And it was great. It was so boring. No, he was good. Oh, my God. It was boring. 
All I wanted to see was a T-Rex fight anything in that movie. They just changed they like one spiny ridge on a T-Rex <laughs> and called it a whatever the hell they called it. Big bad dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big jaws. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I like that I would I would I would go along with. Is it perfect? No, but it's better than whatever the hell they're going to roll I'll out. I'll go along with that as long as Wayne and Garth are actually there doing the sound effect <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> I that would that would make it for me. Just let's go. Just let's just go straight old school with everything. Uh, professor says what? <laughs> just him sitting there on the couch with them. Wayne's World meets Indiana Jones, and then Bill and Ted show up and actually do the time traveling part. Yeah. yeah. See, now we're talking. Holy now shit. we're making a movie. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in Hollywood, execs writing this down. It's like, oh shit. This is money. Hey, if you can cross over 21 Jump Street and Men in Black, you can cross over these movies. He's absolutely right. I, I don't like any of them, so, except for Wayne's World. Yeah, that's sacrosanct. You don't, like, but, you don't like Men in Black? No, it's terrible. It's such a <clears throat> waste of time. Nah. It's nah. It's not good. Nah. It's Men in Black is good. No. Second one's kind of meh. First one's good. <laughs> what about the third one? I didn't see the third one. Did they make <laughs> see, that's how good it one? is. <laughs> see... Yeah. The reason why I didn't see the third one is they waited too long to put that sequel out. And oh, so what about Star Wars? You Star, <laughs> Star Wars is the exception to every fucking rule. As is Firefly. If they make another Firefly movie, I will. I will go see that. I don't care. There's a bogus news story about it every other day. I know it's it's not gonna happen. Um, the 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 best we can hope for is in like a year they do a, a Netflix series and call it, you know, do like. Here's season two, and oh look, Wash is still alive, and you know just just we'll we'll do the events that lead up to Serenity, even though we all look way older than we were then. <laughs> but I would still fucking watch it yeah. happily. Um, I did enjoy Twitter's reaction to the Indiana Jones announcement because at first you had the people who were like, "Hooray, Indiana Jones is coming back." And then there was everybody else like me who went, why? <laughs> and then you had the hashtag of Indiana Jones uh, titles uh, for, for possible Indiana Jones 5 <laughs> titles. Uh, I, I enjoyed Indiana Jones and the Search for the Blue Pill. Uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Lost Depends. Uh, <laughs> Try to remember some other ones. Uh, Indiana Jones... Uh, what was it? Oh, Indiana Jones and the Medicaid forms. You know, <laughs> just I mean, I was I was like, this is great. Like, this is the fact that we all know that this is just not going to be good. Yeah, Indiana Jones and the assisted living dead girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. With with music by Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> assisted living dead girl. <laughs> Indiana Jones has fallen and he can't. Get oh up. shit! <laughs> Indiana Jones in the wheelchair of Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> oh lord! See, and that's sad when the first thing people start thinking about whenever you announce your movie is let's make all the old man jokes and it's just it's it's gonna make a ton of money. The last one made a ton of money. It's the low-hanging fruit. I mean, the old yeah. man jokes. But again, I'll go back to, I'm not worried about Harrison Ford. He can do whatever they want him to do sure. and make it work. I'm worried about Spielberg. It's going to be another boring, rote script that everybody can predict from front to back. 
I mean, and uh, since he started making socially relevant movies in the '90s and stopped trying to make entertaining movies, right. he lost that edge. It's right. not there anymore, um, and so he, he's missing a lot of what made those first movies work. Yeah, um, starting with script. Yes, yes. I would like. Uh, the only good thing that's going with this is that it is being done by Disney. Disney's done great with Marvel. Disney's done great with Star Wars. So there's that. Mm-hmm. But hey, if you're Disney, you have to be looking to reboot this, right? Is is it going to work as a reboot? I mean, yes. I have the same concern I have with the Han Solo movie, which may be good, mm-hmm. but how do you replace Harrison Ford? Uh, I mean, he was young Han Solo no, I at agree. one time, and then you're going to make somebody else young Han Solo. Yeah. As opposed to, why don't you come up with a new character for Star Wars? You know, something like that. I agree, um, but I think... I, why don't I you think just do everybody a favor make a Kylo Ren solo movie? That would just be so emo. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be angry, so, angry, angry. Yeah, just angry Kylo Ren. <laughs> just, just constant. They should do a day in the life of Kylo Ren as a movie. I said, no cheese on this burger! <laughs> 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 just hacking up the fucking like the lunch line counter just they're like okay I mean um, we all want to mat the radar tech movie just <laughs> make it happen honestly like, what do you mean you're out of matte black nail polish and you only have gloss <laughs> guys fucking U2 albums on my iPhone again <laughs> and it made it to where I can't listen to my My Chemical Romance CD what the <laughs> Fuck. Yep. Just uh listen. Uh I, I'm I'm actually okay with the young Han Solo movie. I'm uh, sure it'll be good, but it's I mean Have you seen the three actors they yeah, got it down um, to? I don't know anything any of them other than Taron Edgerton, who was amazing and uh Kingsman. Yeah. Uh I don't think he's gonna get it. Uh fuck, I can't remember the name of the guy that I thought would get it. One moment. Uh uh, vamp, vamp for me, vamp. Um, da, da, da. Uh, where is it? Where is it? There I, it is. I didn't recognize uh, the names. Uh, Jack Raynor. Uh, he is. This is from the Polygon article. That I'm looking at here. Report Disney narrows search for young Han Solo to three actors. Uh, da, 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 da. Jack Raynor was in Transformers Age of Extinction, but he has the fucking look. He looks like a young Han, uh, Han Solo. Just spot on. And the question is, can he pull off the dismissive sarcasm? You know? Glad to find out. And that's the thing. Yeah. That's true. Um, but I think, I think look goes a long way here. Well, I'll tell you what they should do. Is if this guy works for Han Solo, mm-hmm. just make him Indiana Jones too. Just go ahead and you know, I mean, honestly, just go ahead and move. Just, yeah, if he works as a as a Harrison Ford clone, move him right on over. Because that's what we all, you know. You, my post on Twitter after all this was to rank the top three roles yeah. for Harrison Ford in, in the genre. Yeah, and um, you were you were close. You know, you, you, you had right. one and two switched because you know, Han Solo is number one. No, without Han Solo. There is no Captain Malcolm Reynolds. So there's 
fucking Han Solo goes number one, goddammit. I, I, I agree with him. Much as I love ah! yours. I win. Uh, oh, you can I'm... both have the bed tonight. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> hey, I, I was pulling for Rutger Hauer anyway. So. <laughs> uh, but to wrap up the uh, Indiana Jones stuff, I just, uh, I, this seems like a cash grab. Uh, by Disney and by Lucasfilm. Well, every movie's a cash grab. Well, I mean, it's yeah, a business. But, you know, but you know what I mean. It's you. You were talking about you know with the Star Wars franchises. Why not do something different? Why not create a new character and and let's follow that. Um, and with this, they could have you know done the reboot. They could have done something different. And they've chosen. Nope, we're going to go with old man Indiana Jones. And the movie's not coming out till 2019, when Harrison Ford's going to be 77. Yeah, but you know, it's a part of American culture. Sure, Indiana Jones is, and I think that's part of why they make these decisions is because it is a part of American culture. And I don't know that it'll survive transitioning to a new actor um, nearly as much as Star Wars, because Star Wars is an ensemble cast sure. far more than. Indiana Jones is. I mean, well, then you're saying that this is going to be the last Indiana Jones. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they're it won't not going to make another one. No, River Phoenix is dead. He's not going to come back for be old Indiana Jones now. He was young Indy. Yeah. Back in the day. Yep. Uh, maybe Joaquin can step in and his uh, crazy Yiddish rapper thing that he did, whatever that was. You know what? Let's just get Shia LaBeouf to come back, and, and, and he'll reprise his role, and everything will be fine. As long as you tell him that he's plagiarizing the the acting that he's doing from somebody else, he'll do great. <laughs> he'll do great. Nice. <clears throat> Poor Shia LaBeouf. As long as they're doing exactly the same lines as they did in the in the first <laughs> Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> he's, he's spot on. And then bringing Short Round to kick his ass all the time. Grown-up Short Round. <laughs> I'd be all right with that. Who would you have played Grown-up Short Round? Short Round? He's, he's only gonna be like in his thirties now. <laughs> nah, you see, I, I I think you go like, hey, thanks. You were great as a as a kid. We're moving on. Gently, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn from Walking Dead. Didn't, he does wear the same ball cap. Exactly. <laughs> Did somebody call him short round on the yep. show? Yep. I'm sure it was Merle, right? Probably. <laughs> I would not be surprised. Yeah, I think it was like season two or. Uh, Maybe it may have even been season. No, it had to be season two because he had the hat. Yeah, he still had the hat, and everybody was making jokes in real life that he looked like Short Round, and even <laughs> he was making jokes about it at, at conventions. So, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I, but I, I think that would be funny. You cast him, or they at least need to let him have a moment in the new hair uh, in the new Indiana Jones movie. That would be hilarious. Where, Just, he, where he drives the Winnebago with boxes on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> Or just have him like, like just have him walk on screen with the with the hat on, and you just see Indy go like, like give a double take and like wait, and he's just like what, and just walks off. Like, yes, perfect. Amanda, what is your topic? Hmm. Well, I was wondering, is character death driving TV shows now more than than story? It's like hmm. shows like. Walking Dead and sure. Game of Thrones, you're just waiting for the next main character to die. And uh, we watched this last week's episode of The Walking Dead, and I tweeted that 
it was kind of a joke that I couldn't enjoy it because I was just in a panic the whole time waiting for them <laughs> to kill somebody. And I didn't. I had a headache the whole time. And I realized that I was totally clenched up my jaw. And I had asked you for Excedrin while we were watching it and wow. you didn't go get it. And I sat there just because I would not move. <laughs> and so wow. it's like, it's I don't not. I that at all. Uh, yeah. It Maybe happened. it was that tense for me too. I was just paying attention. Maybe so. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's weird where, where shows are, are more. They they grab you and it's not really in a in a lighthearted way at all or right. or anything. It's it's dread. It's like I don't want to see Negan. I know what Negan's gonna do. I don't want to see that, but I have to watch it. Sure. It's like I can't help it. It's an addiction. Mm. And uh, <laughs> you, you care way too much. I do. It's yeah. just stories. <laughs> They're good stories, but but I think that's I think that's the key. I think that's the key right there. What you just mm-hmm. said. They are good stories. Uh, I think I think if you have a show that just like randomly kills off characters, but the story sucks, it doesn't work. But if you've got a show like Game of Thrones or like Walking Dead, where the story's good and it pulls you in and you actually care about those characters, to where, and they've killed off enough of you know other characters that you know when they get into the shit, this might this might they may be done. That's a great great moment uh for them and once you get all the way through it for you as well because it makes it memorable but is that is like is that sort of storytelling the new uh zombie themed show is that the thing right now because like is it gonna burn out because i know that i can't take on another grim horrible tv (laughs) show right now it's like i got my game of thrones i got my walking dead i got my fear of the walking dead you're gonna watch daredevil i well and the I Punisher's on there. People are going to die. But I want the Punisher yep. to kill people. And That's the, the at thing. At the end of season one, there was so much death in that one episode. Oh my from the god, Kingpin, that was terrible. Like, like five really good characters. The Kingpin just goes through and kills them all in one episode. You're just like, what See, nice. But then the the bad thing is, the Kingpin made that show. I wanted the Kingpin to do all that shit. I wanted him to kill everybody, and I'll want the Punisher to do that too because I'm on his side. Um, but but like. <laughs> I'm not on Negan's side, so I don't want him to kill all my people. (laughs) But why do you think people are so invested in these shows? Why do you think they care so much? Why do you think the ratings are all-time highs? What is it about the the storytelling technique that keeps people coming back in the numbers that they do? And why is it superior to standard network TV now? I think think it's because it's more real. You know, uh, like... When I was watching the Hobbit movies, um, I I wasn't invested in the characters at all because I was like, they're gonna live. <laughs> like you just go, like, eh, okay. But with Walking Dead or Game of Thrones, there's that you know it, it's you care about the characters, yep. Yep. and because of that, it's just the the writing they can fuck with you and it's so good because you know they could die yeah like in a real world situation if you had a real war mm-hmm. and you know at any moment your buddy can die your yep. family member can die you're much more in tune with what's going on you're paying attention more you're more concerned all the time your anxiety's up and it's the same way with these right really good tv shows we were watching something the other night scorpion was on while we were finishing up dinner or something <laughs> taking care of my daughter and there was the storytelling was so haphazard made no damn sense and there was a guy these are computer nerds right but he was able to jump from the hood of a truck onto the top of a winnebago break into it from the top 
and stand on top of it without any restraint, without you you never felt like this guy was going to fall. Right. And he's throwing bags of blood from one to the other. It was just an insane it plot. Was, it was MacGruber as a drama. It really was. <laughs> it was really MacGruber. Um, See, and I, but, I, but I so can't you never, that. So you don't care. And right. I didn't care to watch it. Right. This guy's not going to fall off. I don't, he's so absurd. I don't care anyway. I kind of wish he would. Right. Um, but in these shows, they build them up as real people with real feelings, real emotions, and real risk. And you, and can, what they you relate to them. Yes. Yeah. And you, you don't want them to die because you feel like if you were in that situation, I'm probably going to die. Yep. Yeah. You know. Yep. Um, Except Carol. When Carol starts to cry, you know she's faking it and she's going to start killing people. Yep. Gotta love Carol. I'm Carol in the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I said that back when she gave Andrea that knife. <laughs> I, uh, That's my girl. I, I like this new... Because it is relatively new for television mm-hmm. uh, to go this route. Um, you know, you'll see it sometimes in movies, but, you know, like uh, I've watched Serenity probably a hundred times, and I've watched it with a commentary probably 30 times. And one of the, and it's like going a master's class on filmmaking with Joss Whedon. And he talks about the reason why he kills um, Wash in that scene is because. You know that this movie is pretty much the end of the Firefly story. And he kills Wash. And he's already killed, uh, you know, Book. And it's like, okay. Is he gonna just kill off everyone? And leave just like like two or three people left? And say, alright, cool. They're gonna go off. And that way, if I do get to do this show again, I've got, I still have a little bit of the original cast, but I can bring in new people and whatnot. But he he said, if you do that, your your audience becomes conditioned to think, oh God, he may just start killing bitches, and especially with Joss Whedon because Joss Whedon just kills bitches anyway. But but it's all story related. Yep, and it all drives the plot. Yes, and it, it builds that tension. It builds um, builds what? that moment of when he's fighting uh, the operative of. We could see Mal die here. Yeah, uh, Walking Dead has built entire episodes just around a death. Yep. Even a coincidental death. Tyrese, you know, they killed him off in kind of a lame way, but the whole episode was built around it yep. and around who Tyrese was and how he had come to affect everybody else in the group. So there was a lot of meaning there. Well, I like that on that they deal with the like the trauma that some of them are experiences experiencing and they can't handle it like Tyrese couldn't handle it. And that was a beautiful episode, I thought. Even though it was kind of a lame way that he died, but the way that they, you know, surrounded that was really interesting. Yeah, this is a guy who handled like 150 zombies with one hammer one time, and he gets killed by one hiding behind a door. Yeah. (laughs) No, and and that's going back to storytelling. I mean, that tells you that the world that they're in that just reminds you it's not safe. Game of Thrones, the Red Wedding. The second you think that everything is gonna be all right no it's not and it and and that's and you need that because you need it to where when something good does happen it's that like okay should i should i celebrate yet and and if you're in that world that's exactly how it goes It's that that it, it toys with your damn emotions because every time something good happens, something worse is about to happen. Yes. Or every time somebody gets a moment or you find out more about their characters, they're going to die. Sure. And 
So I get worried when I see a lot of my favorite characters on shows now because it's like, oh my god, this is the last I'm going to see in them. Well, I mean, with um, you know, with Walking Dead, uh, they've like you said, Negan's coming. Negan's gonna kill some bitches. And I read a story today on I think it was I O nine, uh, where a guy was talking about who he thinks of the main cast is going to die, uh, in the last episode because apparently the last episode is fucking dark. Like even uh, the guy who plays Rick was like. I had a hard time filming it. Well, if they don't bring Negan in and use him to crush somebody's skull with that bat, yep. then they're betraying the mythos of Walking Dead. That's probably well, the that's... biggest scene in the comic. Yep. I mean, Pretty to much. date, yep. what, what happens there? I mean, it's got to be at the top two or three. And uh, if he doesn't do that, you're losing some of the iconology mm-hmm. of what it's about anyway. Now, they're not going to kill Glenn. Glenn dies in the uh, comic. I don't think they're going to kill him. Uh, they, it's too they've, obvious. They've already said that it's it's they're going to take a left turn. Now, oh, granted, yeah. that could have been. Well, they need to. That could that could just be them and trying to they've hide. They've already it. taken so many left turns. Andrea, mm-hmm. she's still alive in the comic. Yeah. Married to Rick, you know, um, Carol's been dead forever in the comic. You know, things like that. So I do think you know it's a good idea for them to, but they got to kill a main person. Who One do you of think those it four is? Four or five. Because I, I have my guess. I mean, I can. I don't have a really good guess based on anything, but I think they're going to kill Daryl because it's the most unexpected. Which makes you so sad. I mean, well, if Daryl dies, we riot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not. Carol is mine. It's yeah. like don't no, kill, Carol. kill Carol. I think it's Maggie. I think you. I think you kill. I think you kill her off while she's pregnant. Well, they, and oh, just God. just to build up the monster. See that would replace what happened to Lori in the comic. Because she, she was holding a baby when she got killed in the comic. And Judith's been dead ever since Lori died in the mm-hmm. comic. So it's, you know. Well, and, and even the the writers have complained about having to write Judith into the story. Uh, because it, it's, it's one of those things to where you go, yes, in this world it would be very, very difficult to have a child, to have a baby, and raise that baby and deal with all the things that babies come with. Like crying. Yes. Um, it's basically a zombie siren. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like you you constant like you can't just be like, all right, we're sending everyone out for to to go on a mission because you these are your main characters. You have to see them do stuff. If they're not doing anything, why are they there? Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been a few main characters this season that I've gone. They're not characters not doing anything. Why are they? They have too many characters. Let's start <laughs> start let's start pushing people to the background or let's start killing some bitches off. Um, but I, I think trying to have two kids, fuck, now, now you've got to have walking dead daycare. Well, you know, the way the story goes, there's about to be a lot more kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, I think, uh, I think you, I, I think it's Maggie and that's, that's, if I was writing it, that's, I'd kill, that's <laughs> I'd kill. And I would, I would have, I would have him beat her down. She's laying there bloody. She looks up and goes. I'm pregnant, and he goes great, and fucking smashes her in the head, <laughs> and you just go, <sighs> okay, this guy's fucked, well, perfect. They, they can't show that scene as it was in the comic because that's one of the most gruesome panels of comic <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen. But I, I think that I think that's I think that's what happens. Write it down right here. Oh, I'm gonna have to like Tits have one dragons. of you guys watch it because I'm I'm just gonna hide in my room for a Aaron while. Aaron won't watch it. Aaron <laughs> will not watch Walking Dead. Ugh. 
Yeah, because she, she hates ooh, it. Duh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> and funny, I love it. Funny, ah! funny thing about Walking Dead. Because I, I watched Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, I need to watch that. But um, we, I was talking about it at work, and a guy told me that in the Walking Dead universe, there were there was never any quote unquote zombie movies or books or anything. Like the idea of a zombie was just never a thing. And I realized something. That means they never had the thriller video. Mm, and wow. that's a goddamn shame because that's one of the best music videos of all time. It, it was replaced with little werewolves. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. But wouldn't it be amazing if they had it and then that was their only point of reference for zombies? <laughs> they call it the Michael Jackson virus. <laughs> it's like no, that makes you do other things. Oh shit! <laughs> Shh, be quiet. Thrillers are coming. You know? Thrillers. <laughs> 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 God, that would be awesome. That's a great way to think about it too. Yeah, I, I realized that at work. I was just like, no, they never had thriller. How do you live life without not seeing thriller? See, my first thought is they never knew the band White Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> they were just white. So, so what's what's Rob Zombie's name in this universe? Rob <laughs> Thomas. Just, just Rob. It's Rob Thomas. <laughs> For Matchbox 20. Take it back. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> it's Robert Zamboni. Carlos Santana and Rob. <laughs> God. Uh, going back to the original topic, I think it comes down to, I, I think it's a relatively new thing with them killing off folks and shows. I think we'll, I think we'll see more shows do it. Um, but I think what's made it work for Game of Thrones and Walking Dead isn't so much that they're killing main characters or that they're willing to kill main characters. It's the fact that they write the stories around that and it and you feel, you actually feel something for the characters. So think about non-television fiction and that's the way it is. Yep. If you read Tolkien, Frank Herbert, Dune, mm-hmm. all of these things, uh, the great comics that are out right now, Saga, he's killing his cast left and right. And it's just the way it's... That's drama. Yep. That's what builds it. That's what pulls you in. Yeah. Uh, is that risk in the midst of the conflict? If there's no risk, there's no there's there's no reason to read the yeah, story. If you're not reading the conflict with risk, there's you're right. There's no point. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things. You know, uh, Aaron Aaron can't watch Game of Thrones. She can't watch Walking Dead because she just she can't handle that 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 stress that comes with it. You know, you were talking about that. You were freaking out. She's that and worse. Like she's just like hyperventilating on the couch watching the stupid <laughs> Walking Dead, um, and we we we've talked about it, and she's like, I just want everything to work out, and I'm like, that's not life. Like, yes, it works out for some people, but for most people, life is a series of sucky events with good events in between, well, then, and know, eventually you die. About Alien and Aliens, two of the most classic sci-fi movies ever point. and people just are dying from the start but you get to know them as part of the process of the story and you're like oh no not Hudson he's so funny and then Hudson bites it you know yep. and, you, know, you know not Newt is Newt gonna die no, she lives by the way that's a spoiler from 30 years ago <laughs> but oh tits and dragons tits and dragons <laughs> <laughs> now do you think that there's uh, that there's a factor that um, some of these stories like The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones have other, that they're based on books or comics, um, that they have people that already know the story and then they turn it on its ear. Um, 
I think they're just realizing that you can make better drama and draw better ratings, which is a real thing. These two shows are breaking records constantly by drawing on what works in fiction, the kind of stories people want to you know, hear, see, read. Television, television's always been uh, kind of afraid to push that limit, to say... Hey, you know, like FCC, they yeah, protected us from yeah, it, all these. Yeah, you know, years. and it's it's like everything's got to be clean and and everything's got to end up being okay in the end. Uh and it's like that's and and that works for some people. Some people that's all they want, and that's great. But for me, it's like I watch shows like that and I eventually I eventually tune out. Like I love Stargate SG SG1 and Stargate Atlantis. I loved those shows and they were on. But, you know, it was like a character would die, and much like in comics, you'd go, eh, they'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you just kind of, you just, yep. it, it, there, there wasn't a ton of weight to it. And then, you know, it would be maybe the next season or four seasons later, eh, there they are, and everything's cool. And you just go like, okay. Like, that sacrifice meant nothing. Even Star Wars, which is family-friendly. Yep. People dying from the start. Obi-Wan. Uh, Owen and Baru. They're yep. burned up outside yeah, their house. They, suck. they did suck, but they were, I mean, they are. That guy was a. That they guy are was killed a with a flamethrower. <laughs> Good in this family movie. Good. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm. I'm not complaining about it because I do love the storytelling and the the reaction that I have to it. Um, because I, there are shows like The Flash and Green Arrow that everybody says are so great, but I don't give a damn about them because right. I want to see you know HBO level. <laughs> Um, right drama or or even Netflix. You hey, know. tits and dragons, you know. Tits and dragons. <laughs> I want tits yeah. and dragons and death. Pretty which much. is going to be the is name gonna, of my my, things, my so. next uh, death metal album. Yeah. Tits, dragons, and death. TDD. It's like they're they're going to push the envelope, not necessarily with violence or or sex or anything, but the storytelling overall just seems to be so much better. Um, yeah. And you can go too far in the other direction, too. I mean, Eli Roth is a good example. That's too who's a talented filmmaker. I like him. But he just does, the deaths are so gratuitous and out of line with the story in most cases. That's just like, eh. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's like the Friday the 13th movies from the 80s. Yeah. Never got into them because it's just, people just seem to die because. Yeah. And you don't care about them because mostly they're bad people, <laughs> for one thing. Mm-hmm. But You know, and I think... I think The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, for that matter, but The Walking Dead, I think, does this better. They do a great job of showing you that death. And and what I mean by that is they don't hide it. They don't take it and go, and it happened over here. Yeah. And you go, oh, okay. And there's that question of, well, did they really die? Blah, blah, blah. You know, um, was it last season? Maybe it was earlier this season. Um, when... I forgot the guy's name. Young black guy. Um, he was on oh. there for... He, he came from the hospital with Yeah, Beth. in the revolving door. Yeah. You know, it's Everybody like, hates Chris. Everybody, yeah. I can't think of his name. Uh, the zombies was. loved him. But, you know, the thing that... When I was watching that episode, and you saw him get pulled back into the zombies, I went, all right, well, you missed an opportunity there to really make people feel like Glenn in that situation where you're helpless and then they slam him up against the glass and I was like, nope, there it is, perfect. <laughs> and and you, you watch it happen and in that moment, you are Glenn. Oh. And it's that, it's, 
you are there and you are feeling those emotions and it's gory and it's awful and it's gross and it, it's gratuitous to the point that you're like that's a lot of blood <laughs> like, why but, am I putting myself through this but it gets you through it gets you to feel that so when Glenn gets out of that situation you you know how he feels as a character and that connects you with Glenn that's the reason why Glenn is one of the favorite characters from that show you know and when everybody thought Glenn was dead there there was people who were just like at work who were genuinely upset and i was like he's a character and i get it but like <laughs> It's if if you didn't have that scene, I don't think there's that much of a connection. I think there's a connection, but I don't think it's as strong. There, yeah, there are strong scenes. But I'm still not over poor Sophia. Oh God! <laughs> Man, everybody's reaction to that it, yeah. it really puts you in into the character's head. So yeah, get De- attached to them that way. Death, when used as a as a story as a means to move the story along correctly, is very powerful. Or to turn the story from the story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you're, uh, but I think we will start seeing shows, and I I hope it's not on HBO. But I I think we'll start seeing shows where they start killing off characters, going guys guys looks like The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, and I'm sure some people will buy in, but for the most part they're not going to have that same feel, and it's not going to be the same push. You know, I I I guarantee it'll be Stars or Showtime that's that that does that, and you go. Well, Stars has already done that with uh, Spartacus or whatever. Was that it? it? And yeah, just and the first the first couple willy nilly. the first couple seasons of that were were pretty good. Um, and and when somebody died, it was you know it wasn't at the level of Walking Dead or or Game of Thrones because the storytelling wasn't as good, but it was it caught your attention and, and and you were upset when certain characters died, but you know it got to the point like you said where they were like, all right, next episode, who are we killing? You know, and it's like, God damn, you don't have to, it, it's it's like, it's, it's kind of like Van Halen. I'm not a big Van Halen fan, because every Van Halen song, it's like they said, great, where's the 20-minute guitar solo? And it's like, yeah, listen, this is more of like a ballad, we're just going to like, kind of, yeah, no, I need I, I need my wicked guitar solo in the middle of this somewhere. Like, you got to write that shit in. And it's like, no. It's because it's Van Halen. No, don't get me wrong. He's a great, it's that's great their fucking, style. No, and I get that. But that's the reason why I don't like it, is it's like every song's got to have and Wicked Guitar Solo! It's like, no, no. Just not every it, song. It was the 70s. I know. <laughs> Back when you were, you know. A lad. Oh, okay. I was going to say middle-aged, but sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the middle of the single digits. <laughs> Fair enough. <clears throat> Kevin. Let's talk comic books. I'm here with two comic creators. Why not? Yeah, um, I'm sure we're all familiar with uh, the machinations of DC Comics over the last few years. I think it was four years ago. Sure, they rebooted their entire universe to the New Fifty Two. Uh, started off with fifty-two titles, and I'm still not quite sure where that number comes from. Except that there's fifty-two weeks in a year. Yeah, I, I don't know, um, and. That's been going on. They did a soft reboot last year called DCU uh-huh. and actually put out some really good books, uh, different takes on characters like Martian Manhunter, Dr. Fate, and Buck Canary. Um, critically successful, financially not so successful. Sure. So now, a year later, 
four years out from the complete reboot, revision of continuity, they're doing something called Rebirth in June, yep. just a couple of months away. And they're starting uh, all the titles over from number one again, except for Action Comics and Detective Comics, which they're going back to their original numbering, which is obviously a ploy to get them to 1,000 in the next year or two so they can do a big ha-ha, hooray celebration. Right. And honestly, who cares about numbers? I mean, you know, I just don't see a big deal with numbers on on issues. Uh, Much more concerned with story. Uh, they shuffled up their creative team. Superman has sucked since the New 52. He sucked before the New 52. How can you not figure this out? Uh, so they got one of their better writers taking over that boat, Pete Tomasi. Probably okay. will turn it around. He's a hell of a writer. Um, so their plan is to double ship some books. Uh, so they still have approximately 50, somewhere in that range, 48 or 50 books shipping. But about half of those are going to be two Batman titles per month. Two Batman issues per month, two Superman issues per month. Wow. Two Wonder Woman, two Flash, two Green Lantern. So if you're on the Justice League, you're getting two book two books a month. Pretty much. They're just double dipping on their, you know, their core properties that are also the core of their burgeoning cinematic universe, which we've talked about quite sure. a bit. So um this sent a generally uh, negative ripple through social media. And it fucking should. To to say the least, people have been whining about it completely. All over the place, every little complaint you can think of. Sure. So, uh, you have a strong feeling about There's this. There's just no, <laughs> stop, just stop, stop rebooting your fucking universe. Stop it. It's, it's, I know why they're doing it. They're doing it because they think, hey, this is another way to get more people into comics because one of the biggest complaints people have about comics is there's so much backstory. And I can't keep up with all of it. That it's just it's intimidating, and I don't want to. I, I I can't get into it. See, I've heard that from a ton um, of people. The problem is, you're rebooting this, and those people don't care because they still go right. There's all this backstory that I, I and they're like, no, 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 the backstory it's not there anymore. And they're like, yeah, no, Batman's been around forever. And they're like, no, 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 this is this is new Batman. It's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it's. Fight the Joker? Yeah. Why? Well, you know, back in the day. No, no, I don't want to. It's just stop. Pick a, pick a, pick, pick one, yeah. and go with it for a while. Like you said, they just did this with New Fifty Two. It didn't work out. So now you're gonna do Rebirth. Guess what? Spoiler alert: Tits and Dragons. It's not gonna work out. It's not. Uh, I think you're probably right. Uh, it does look like they're gonna put out some good books. Sure. But double shipping has never worked. No. It pumps up sales, but when you average out per issue, the sales tend to drop. Yes, because um, it's quite a bit more for people to buy and yeah. comics are expensive. And so they've disrupted the you know industry leading creative team on Batman, which was always one of the top selling titles since New Fifty Two. It has been an incredibly good comic. Um, and admittedly, there's only one or two other DC comics that come close to that in terms of sales consistency and right. and quality. Justice League uh, is one of those. But I'm not sure what they're trying to accomplish with it other than to pump sales temporarily with new number ones. Marvel does it all the time. Sure. Uh, they're not rebooting. And DC says this is not a reboot. It's a rebirth. <laughs> it's a rebirth. But <laughs> Shut the fuck up, marketing team. Like, honestly. Well, which is part of the problem. 
No, absolutely. Because I'm not sure this is being driven by editorial so much as, you know, uh, the, the, the FCO, mm-hmm. you know, of each corporation. Yep. You know, uh, I can't like, I, I can't do it. And, and granted, I haven't bought outside of y'all's comics. I haven't bought a comic in a very long time. Um, and it, oh, that's not true. I bought the Firefly comics when they, when they came out. Um, but I just, it, it, I look at it and I go, what is your end goal? And their end goal is to sell more books, right? I mean, right. they, they, they got to make money. This is how they're going to do that. Great. This is not how you do it. And, and I'm not sure that there is a, a way to do it nowadays uh, by it. And it's certainly not by, by going, Hey, let me, uh, you know, let me reboot this and, and pretty much tell the fanboys who are DC fanboys, Hey, all the things you love, fuck them. We're starting that over again. Let all the new folks catch up. Yeah. And now, and now we're going to pull new folks in, except that you're not pulling in new folks. So this is a net, this is a net negative. I mean, the, all comic companies are basic. Well, Marvel and DC in particular, are still marketing to the same, shrinking group of people who bought comics in the 80s and they're shrinking because they're dying yep. because they're my age or older uh, and I can tell you because most of the people I meet that are fervent about comics um, superhero comics in particular are in their 40s right. uh, and those people haven't always taken good care of themselves or they have accidents you know so as you age your co- age cohort shrinks it's just the way it is Yep. and that's the age cohort that buys superhero comics and that's why they sell Twenty to fifty thousand now versus hundreds of thousands in the eighties and nineties, because mm-hmm. it's just not that many people. The companies that are succeeding, that are seeing sales increase, like Image, they're doing different things. They're doing uh, closed-ended series so that somebody doesn't have to spend umpteen thousand dollars to catch up on backstory. Right. I think that's a little bit of a um, a construct, an artificial construct that people feel like they have to catch up because I think most comics are pretty accessible uh, and jump in. I agree. And, and it's because we know comics, but if you're a, if you're, let's say an 18 year old here, let's say you're a 20 year old chick and you just got out of uh, seeing Ant-Man. You're like, Holy shit, that was awesome. And I'm really interested in Ant-Man and I want to look into these comics. And it's like, all right, well, Ant-Man's been around since it, he used to be an Avenger and he, he uh, he beat his wife, who's Wasp. Uh, you saw her in the movie briefly. She's gonna be Wasp in the next one. Um, you know, it's like uh, you go, Jesus Christ. There's so. You know what? I'll just go watch Walking Dead. You know, and it's like the media. Media has has also shifted from being magazines, papers, you know, paper to digital, and I don't get the same experience reading comics on my iPad or on my computer that I do holding it in my hands. I do. I actually have transitioned to almost all digital See, and I'm old school. And I know you guys sell, you guys sell those when you guys do your Kickstarters. Mm-hmm. Don't forget their Kickstarter starts up this Sunday, 6 PM right there at kickstarter.com slash something. Yeah. Search absentee. Search absentee. You'll see it. It'll be there. Yeah, but don't people run into the same issue with long serial TV shows as they do with mm-hmm. comics? So if somebody wants to go in and watch the walking dead now, do they just not watch it? Cause it's been on for six seasons. Yes, I but, have, but I, the ratings continue to go. up. I agree. <laughs> uh, no, I get it. But there are people who just go, I'm not, 
like my boss goes, I really want to watch that show because everybody really digs it. I've never seen an episode, so and, and I'm not going to start with episode one and work my way up. And I'm like, it's not that long. You could do it. She's like, no, I'll watch House of Cards. And that's her jam. And I'm the same way. I, I'm interested in House of Cards. And I think it's what, four seasons? Four seasons. I'm not going to go back Short and watch Short seasons. I'm not going to go back and watch it. I am. <laughs> so there, I mean, there you go. You know, uh, Sons of Anarchy. I had the Sons of Anarchy board game over there. That's why I'm pointing. Sons of Anarchy. Never seen a fucking episode. I know the board games are fun. Um, never seen an episode, but I'm interested in it. I'm not going to go back and watch it. Just watch seasons one and two. Let's see. see you just get, just watch the really great seasons. But see, I think that's how that's how you sell comics to new people. Is they go and they see what's going to be the Justice League movie. These you know, a lot of Batman versus Superman. Um, and you say. Did you like this story? You did. Here's trade paperback. This has a story that's similar. It's kind of based on. Check this out. <coughs> Bless you. Uh, and uh, and let and, and what are your thoughts on that? You know, like like read this. And I think like that's the way you ease them in, as opposed to going, "Here's Batman. <laughs> Go read Batman." Well, we've restarted it just for you. You know, Amanda. What are your thoughts? <laughs> they should just. Put the collections that you need to read in the credits of the movie. <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. Based on, based on these, or inspired by these stories. Yeah. Except you can't do that with Ant Man because um, I'm sure I'm, I can assure you they're never going to make Paul Rudd beat Evangeline Lilly in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> unless, I hope to hey, God not. Anyway, unless that snuff film thing was right. <laughs> hey, listen, they could go straight. They they get that shit on Netflix. It's it's go time, baby. If it is on Netflix, that probably will happen. So, yeah, yeah, I never thought they'd put the Purple Man in something. There you go. Hardcore. Uh, yep. Um, but other than uh, other than putting that at the end, what what are, what are your other thoughts? Well, huh. as somebody who makes comics, as somebody who makes comics, yes, I'm really liking close-ended stories mm-hmm. that don't, you know divide themselves into other books and uh because i just don't have that much time and i want to read a story and be done with it and say oh that was a good book not okay well now i have to read this title and this title and this title to know what happened in between the lines here and you know sometimes that's great but there's just too much of it right now it's like there's a crossover or you know somebody's in two or three books all the time And it's just too hard to keep up. I've got so much of a backlog of books to read. I'm never going to get through them. So I'm just going to stick to The Walking Dead. <laughs> and, and and that's the thing is this is somebody who makes comics, who reads comics. We all used to work at a comic shop. You used to own the fucking place. Mm-hmm. And I just, I go, I, I, there are stories I'm interested in. I wanted to read the shit when Civil War was going on. I wanted to read that. There were too many books, and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I wait, what? And it's like you're reading, and it's like, oh, let's let's mention something that happened in this other book. And it's like, I'm not gonna go read that book. I hate Fantastic Four. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> not go buy that book. Uh, well, I think Marvel has got it perfected at this point, honestly, yeah. um, because they've slipped it in, and nobody's really noticed. Um, just not nice, Marvel, but <laughs> that. Every year, they're doing some new initiative, but they'll restart all the books with a new creative team, with a new direction, 
and they go six to 12 issues and then they restart again. So what you're basically getting are limited series that are different takes on all these characters. Right. And then they'll restart with new creators, high end creators, and then they start again. And so they're basically using an image model of closed ended stories where, you know, the ex- the extraordinary X-Men title that's out now is completely different than the uh, all new or uncanny X-Men that were out a year ago. Right. Completely different direction, completely different style of story. So if you just want to read about this group, it starts over, still the same continuity, but it feels like a new story. Right. Like its own story. That's, yeah. that's and, what it is. And so they're doing that. I wonder if DC is trying to cash in on that same angle. Because then people don't have to come in and go find, you know, 100 back issues to right. catch up on continuity if they can just get a really good finite story, which is what I think they need to do. If you don't have a Batman ongoing series, but if you've got three great creative teams have three stepped series of Batman stories that go six to 12 issues only, then you can collect those and then you've got, you know, you can keep planning out those series so that they continue, but they're not the same story. It's not the same creators every time. Right. But it's good. It's high end. That's what image does. Right. You know, if Brian K. Vaughn writes a book, I'm going to go buy it. Why isn't Brian K. Vaughn writing a Batman story? Because he doesn't own it, for one thing, because he's not going to do anything that's not in, you know, putting money only in his pocket, which right. is just smart. But they could probably pay him enough, pay Neil Gaiman enough to come do a short story. Right. You know, uh, something else I just thought about when we were talking about technology uh, before. What if DC or Marvel or whomever, you know, when you've got these stories that have gone on forever, or even ones that haven't gone on forever, just, you know, since two, you know early 2000s, uh, if you have in the front of the book, uh, you know, one of the little QR codes that you scan and it takes you to a YouTube video or, or some video source where you can watch where it's like, here's like, you know, here's a catch you up thing. Like, here's what you need to know going into this to where it's just like you watch that and you go, you know, like two minute video. You go, oh, okay. I, I've got enough that I know I have my foundation. I don't know all the intricacies and fine what whatever um but i've got enough of it that i can i can read this book and not feel like i have no clue what they're talking about marvel's done some of that and yeah. i forget what they called it was it some vr code or something like that where you could take a picture of it with mm-hmm. your camera on your phone and it would bring up a video or some little uh document that would tell you about what was going on or art from a issue from the 60s that paralleled sure. what was going on in that panel things like that and I can tell you, I did that about one time out of hundreds of comics that had it. It's too much trouble. Really? Yeah, that I just sucks. yeah. Yeah, they may as well just have a page in the front with a with a little recap. And some of the Marvel books. do All that. Marvel books do it. Oh, you know? okay. But yeah. they've done it for years. I never read them. I do. Yeah, I love those. Once again, you're you're not somebody who's getting into comics for the first time. Yeah. When I was a kid, because uh, yeah, there were there were certain comics that I would uh, I would try to read, and they had stuff like that, and I'd read it and go. All right, I kind of know what they're talking about, you know. And then I'd read the I'd read the comic and then move on. Um, but it gave it gave it more depth versus stepping into this X Men story and going, wait, why is why is Gambit killing a hooker? <laughs> you know, it's like he didn't do that on the cartoon because she was a snitch. That's why. Oh shit! <laughs> the, the best snitches get shot <laughs> with cards. <laughs> The, the best and most effective um, recap like that that I've seen because I've been obsessing over it lately was in Akira, that that run of books. 
because they had like two to three pages devoted to catching people up and they'd have pictures of the characters and their names nice. so that you could follow it. And I don't know, I'm still working on this damn set of books after 20 years, <laughs> however long. But, you know, I was going back there and reading just those um, those parts of it yeah. a couple weeks ago. But that's really good. I, I like that. I wish they'd you know, put all that into a little volume, too, just as a completist thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, I, I think... I think comics can be very intimidating to people who are not comic fans. I think it's very, even as a comic fan, there are times where it's like, oh, you know, I kind of want to check out these books. And you look and you're like, oh, shit, issue 53? Uh, what's happened in the previous 52 issues? Who the fuck knows? Well, the, the thing is with comics that it is intimidating. And so you have to have guides in mm-hmm. it. You have to have people that are knowledgeable knowledgeable about about the comics that can tell you oh well look at this i was talking i was at covert comics in fairhope the other day (laughs) and talking with the owner lonnie and a lady came in and she was getting a comic for her son who's a young kid and she just you know she was overwhelmed looking at everything and so he was able to tell her you know based on the the kid's age and what they like what would be a good book for him and, and some about the story and it's like that's the kind of things you need to get started because then you can go looking for more things, but um, he got but, her an Alice in Wonderland, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> Sp- uh, what was it, Spidey? Um, yeah, the new Spider-Man kid-friendly title. Nice, mm-hmm. but but yeah, you have to you have to have help, not and not just from a book. And, and see, I think that the industry has built up these things so much that they've taken on a status that's way beyond the reality. I don't think comics are hard to access. I don't think the continuity prevents people from going, but that's what we have told ourselves mm-hmm. as creators, as an industry, and as a pop culture to the point that people are like, yeah, we're buying into it. Yeah. And, but I can tell you, it was when I was six and started reading The Hulk, it wasn't hard for me. It was just awesome. Yeah. I didn't, you know, it was just good. And yeah. part of the problem now is there's a lot that's not good. Yeah. It's not interesting. No, it's watered down. It's, uh, you know, and that was the problem with the new 52. It's about half of those books were just awful. Right. And and they were probably five or six that were amazing. Yeah. But out of 52, that's a low success rate. Maybe they'll do better with this one. They've been hiring, putting a lot of good creators under exclusive contracts, looking to do some different things. They're trying to learn from what they've done before. And last year's books were really good. I think they're trying to take those same principles and apply them to their most popular properties now. Do you think... And we're going a little long on this topic, but do you think that the answer is maybe that there are too many properties, and then you, and which no, no, no publisher is going to go in and say, "All right, we've got fifty-two titles, let's take it down to 12. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and, and just have. But imagine if you're a publisher that you have fifty-two titles, you take it down to twelve, but those are twelve books that you're putting out that are fucking amazing stories and amazing art and yes it's like following just particular you know a character or two and you have the other characters mm-hmm. kind of come in every once in a while but it makes it to where it's much more focused storytelling to where the world doesn't seem like it's mm-hmm. ginormous instead it's you know it's you were talking about earlier with arrow and flash i've watched arrow i enjoyed arrow when they started bringing in, uh, you know, other other members of, of the DC universe, it felt cool. But it was like I don't like I like when they come in, 
but I only have to really worry about this. And then Flash came out, and I stopped. And I and I even like the idea of Flash, but, and I've heard Flash is a fun show. I haven't watched it because it's just like, nope, it, it, you're getting it's too many. It's too it's too much too yeah. much time, too much too much things for me to focus on. It, and a publisher's not going to do this, but what to me it would benefit DC more to go. Okay, we're cutting it down to Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, a Justice League. You know, uh, that's basically and, what they're doing. And, and and you here are twelve comics. And nothing else. And you're just getting them more often is what's yes. going on. Yeah. And, and and you don't get anything else. And we have a book that's aimed, or a book or two that's aimed at this demographic. And we have a book or two that's aimed at this demographic. And then the rest are just comics. To me, that seems way, that seems like a way better idea than going, all right, we have to push all of these books. And they're run our... by Warner Brothers, so they, that's not going to change. Nope. But... I think they have they are trying to tighten the focus with this uh, rebirth thing sure. and hit some more of their core characters. Certainly tons of Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh and Aquaman shipping bi monthly. Not bi monthly, bi weekly. God, Aquaman sucks. <laughs> no, I'm I'm in, I'm ending the podcast. I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Aquaman. Don't let Aquaman hear that. He might come crashing through the wall. I ain't afraid of no Aquaman. Pop up through your toilet. My <laughs> 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 <Like a> little <laughs> trident. The only, only Aquaman I like is the one that's going to show up in the movie. <laughs> but he is a sexy man. I ain't afraid to say that. He is a sexy man. He used to be on Stargate and Atlantis. Fun fact. But he liked being called Drogo more. I'm just guessing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, the horse that melts the world. <laughs> hey now. Uh, so uh, to finish up, we're going to do our important recommendations. What Start do you with Amanda. Oh, Amanda, what is your important recommendation for this week? To go to the movies. To go to the movies. Just mm-hmm. in general? There's a lot of good stuff. What's coming out this week? Batman, Superman, right? Next week. Batman Next week. hates Superman. <laughs> Batman hates Superman. <laughs> It's the way it was on the Saturday Night Live this week. <laughs> nice. It's Batman hates Superman. And that is the way it shall did be. You, did you see the new uh, Coheed and Cambria music video? Uh-uh. Uh, it's Batman versus Superman, um, but it's like the guys in uh, Times Square. So it's like the dressed up guys, and they're taking pictures. And um, uh, they're going along, and uh, they uh, this guy's dressed as Batman. He's dressed as Batman every day. You only see him in his Batman costume. And he's and you're kind of following him, and he's down there one day, and this guy's like, "Hey, you know, there's no words, but the guy's like, hey, you know, can I pay you money and pay that guy money, and you guys take pictures together like you're fighting and do like a little fight scene?" And he's like, "Yeah." So the Superman guy comes over, they shake hands, and they do their little fight scene and everything, and it ends, and the Batman guy's like, "Wow, that was really fun," and the Superman guy just walks off. And he's like, <laughs> "Oh, son of a bitch." Uh, so and like time goes on, and he's like, he's like not, you know, they had like a huge crowd for that. Time goes on, and he's he's trying to like get like the Superman guy to come back, and the Superman guy's just you know kind of doing his own thing. Well, the Superman guy one day uh, gets gets jumped by by some guys trying to take his money, so the Batman guy runs over and goes fucking nuts, just beats the hell out of the guys trying to trying to mug the Superman guy, and he helps him up, and the Superman guy's like, yeah, you know, like thanks, man, thanks, thanks. And the Batman guy just grabs Superman and pulls him in, and they kiss, <laughs> and it's just like. Okay, <laughs> that was unexpected, and I mean, it's full on like making out, and people stop and they're taking pictures, and I was like, "Huh, all right, that was a thing." That's a Coheed and Camry video. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but 
Yeah, Batman vs Superman. That's a good recommendation. I'll I'll, I'll go Wait, see that. It's next week. It's next week. I yes. thought it, I'm wrong on my damn weeks. Yeah. Okay. Next, well, I'm gonna go see that next Hank Thursday. Williams movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my recommendation is this Sunday at twitch.tv slash Sharon Porter is. Uh, I am doing session two of our Dust stream, which takes place in the world of Rooster Teeth's Ruby. It's tabletop RPG. It's a lot of fun. Our first session was a blast. She's doing art for us. Uh, so uh, it's very, very cool. We'd love for you to come check it out. It's 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Twitch.tv slash Aaron Porter is. Come hang out in the chat. And then, you know, at 6 o'clock, then you can go give them money. Yes. Um, and get some pizza. And get some get some pizza and, and get some art. Get some art and, and, and then eventually get a really good comic book. That's right. Absentee number three. Kevin? Uh, I'm going to recommend some music. Oh, shit. Is April, it Coheed and Cambria? It is not. Oh. Alas. Uh, April 11th, new Deftones album comes out. Oh, yeah, I heard that. You can preview uh, the first single, Triangles, is on YouTube now. Highly recommended. Greatest is band it, on the is planet. It just, is it just a guy playing a triangle? <laughs> it is not. They, is it a guy playing they, two triangles? They haven't changed their style quite that much. No, That's when they're the age of Indiana Jones. <laughs> it'll just actually be triangles because that's all they'll be able to use their fingers for. Hey, Grandpa, what's for supper? Uh, that's what we, <laughs> see, but you you gotta have that beat behind it, though. Did it, Tom? So check out the new Deftones album. That sounds nothing like that. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you guys so much for watching. Report, important, important, report. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate thank it. You thank for you for having me. Absolutely. And. Uh, until two weeks from today, I'm Aaron. I'm Kevin. And this has been Important. What? Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.